welcome to Podkendo, a Nintendo podcast, where they analyze, reminisce, and replay the glory of old Nintendo games. MTV Snowed In is brought to you by Konami's Castlevania, now available on Nintendo 64. Hey guys, welcome to the Podtendo Podcast, where we analyze, reminisce, and replay the glory of old Nintendo games. We can be contacted on Twitter at Podtendo Podcast, maybe? And we're on Gmail, Podtendo at gmail.com. There you go, that's your two ways. We're also on other socials, if you're interested, review, let's play, pop culture, something show. I forget what the other thing is. I'm your co-host, Mick. Let's play. Let's play. Uh, I'm your co-host, Mick, and I'm joining every episode by my lovely and talented co-host, Tyson. Sweet. Cool. Well, this has been a long year. There's been lots of talk of not enjoying the podcast, playing just the worst games imaginable. But you know what? Something about spooky season, playing scary games, man, it just like rekindles my love almost for video games. I don't know if it's just it's a little bit colder outside. I'm more inclined to play video games. I'm less inclined to be outside because it's not nice. But like we're doing so... So doing 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 nice, uh, doing nice work. I don't know why I kind of stopped talking there. Uh, Zombies ate my neighbors a couple weeks ago. It was great. Today's game, even better. We'll let you decide. Yeah. Um, oh no, no, I meant you as in like you get to decide. Tyson gets to decide. So. Oh, I get to decide. Yeah. Um, I think I already kind of know what my choice would be, but you know what? It would. It's surprisingly close because this game, I think, has some rough flaws. Yep. But when you kind of compare it to the past Castlevania games, it kind of makes a lot of sense. And it's actually like a decent 3D game, minus the camera. The camera is our, our greatest villain cool. in this game. Awesome. It sounds like we're in a similar mindset. And Tyson, the great introducer, alluded to, we're playing Castlevania. I call it Castlevania 64. I think it's just called Just Castlevania for the N64. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean... um, pretty like this is castlevania's first jump into the 3d world so it's pretty neat um i think that they made a lot of interesting choices and i definitely made the wrong choice of character right Uh, off the bat but uh you know what sometimes you gotta suffer for (laughs) your decisions and just stick through it so it works out that's fair cool so we are gonna dive into that today scary spooky game of the month castlevania 64 Mixed, mixed. Uh, it was developed by Konami Computers. Yay. Uh, sales was 0.64 million. They didn't break a million on this one. It's just under. So if you have it sitting in a box, a treasure chest of N64 games somewhere, maybe it's worth something. We'll find out when we get to the eBay price. All right. So it was released January 26th, 1999. How long to beat is this game? at seven and a half hours. That is, bo- that is baloney. I do not believe that. You cannot beat. Oh, I mean, I guess we knew what you were doing. We want to take that long. Uh, price at release was fifty nine ninety nine. If you factor inflation, that'd be ninety eight dollars and fourteen cents today on eBay. Copy of this game is going to be about fifty bucks. Eshop doesn't exist. The only way to play it, in fact, is an original cart or being a dirty, dirty, dirty pirate using an emulator. Yep. Well, it's this is a game that I wonder if like 
well, Konami doesn't look at the Castlevania franchise much anymore at all. Um, <laughs> so they definitely don't look at this game. But this is this game is interesting. Had kind of a tumultuous um, development, which is kind of why we got a second one right afterwards. And it's the main character's name is what it is. So, but I'm not going to get into it. It's that's a. Uh, but my mind is a little foggy. I, I remember playing this and having it, but I don't remember beating it at all. Oh, we never beat it. We got up into the nitro part. Oh, well, good for us. We we did good. Bared than I expected. I, I, I figured I, I, I never saw the castle. Oh, I I was like, like I was like, man, we actually went pretty far for the most part, right? Uh, just based on how difficult this game is. Uh, we will get to that kind of in the the second half. That was kind of our introduction, as it were. Uh, first memories. I'm going to say mine for that part. Tyson, apparently foggy. But for, you know why it's foggy? I'm Segway Jones right now. You know why it's foggy? Because Tyson does not remember January 26, 1999. Guess what? I got a solution for you, baby. I'm going to inject you with a little Wayback Machine, and you're going to figure out, do you want to live there? Also, it's going to help you remind you. you like, oh, yeah, that's what was going on. So we're going to travel back to January 26, 1999 and look at what did the pop cultural landscape look like. So you can remember, hey, I was alive. That's what was going on. Uh, we're going to ask Tyson, what is his favorite show? Start out with The Simpsons, Season 10, Episode 11. Homer goes on a drunken rampage. The children of Springfield then go on a curfew, and they all end up singing a song. I didn't write that down. I don't know what it's called. Bart After Dark or something like that. Uh, or Family Guy, Season 1, Episode 1. Death Has a Shadow. Uh, in the pilot episode, Peter loses his job and ends up in court. Oh, yeah. So of those two shows, Tyson, what would you rather watch? Um, Interesting. It's uh, I think I got to go with The Simpsons here. Um, it's good. It, the solid episode, Season 10's probably last of the good seasons um in some people's eyes i don't know it's it's still all right but i like this episode i don't really like the song i don't like musicals but this song makes me smile <laughs> but it also may just be millhouse's part <laughs> no yeah that's yeah stupid millhouse all right cool so good job simpsons way to beat that family guy that show won't go anywhere Maybe the worst sound clip we do on Podtendo, because sometimes I definitely forget to edit out the commercial. Uh, so if you're listening to Zombies Ate My Neighbors and you hear an Oikos commercial, congratulations on being an early downloader. I might definitely edit that and change that today now that I'm thinking about it. Whoopsie! Other top TV shows you could be watching that was Third Watch, Law & Order, One Piece, Sopranos, Roswell, and Angel. And you're like, psh, boring TV. I'm a kid. I'm 90. I want to watch cartoons. You could see Batman be... On, not begins. Batman Beyond, Courage, the Cowardly Dog, Dilbert, Detention, and Red Wall. Diggity dang. Um, yes. All of this. And I, I, it's totally funny. While you were reading Batman, I was thinking Batman Begins, and then you stumbled on Batman Beyond. I was like, mm. man, did our brains just like also stumble over the same word? Um, and Courage, the Cowardly Dog, super underrated. But I love me some Dilbert. I think I've seen the entire series like three times. I'm I'm that boring boring guy in an office, so I feel like I'm I'm sometimes Dilbert. Nice, solid, solid. That you know who you are in life. 
Cool. I was looking to say, I was like, I kind of feel like if I was to make you, or like, what are Tyson's favorite shows? Like, it might be like Batman Beyond or Batman Animated Series. Courage's Cowardly Dog might be up there. Dilbert for sure. And Redwall. Tyson loved Redwall. I never got into oh, it. I, I read all the books and I had some of the hardcovers. I don't, I'm sure they're at mom and dad's. Oh, man. I grab them so I can add them to a collection. 100%. Go get start collecting go get those some hardcovers. Oh, I love Zoop. All right. So if you're like, you know what? That's for babies. Babies watch TV. I go to this big house. I go to the real house. I have a job that I can pay at $5 for a movie ticket. Top movies out this week. So still in theaters. Or this week you could see She's All That. Freddie Prince Jr., that girl that was hot for a second and then disappeared. Cool. Still in theaters, though. You could see The Sixth Sense. Varsity Blues. All right, cool. Uh, and then coming soon, you could get Payback and Blast from the Past. Interesting. Um so this is when she's all that came from it's funny that that's the movie that jumps out to me because i think that you rented it once for your birthday and i gotta watch that movie but not the faculty and i was forever like this movie i need to watch it so i I, mean that movie have a weird um (laughs) yeah our battle royale as we were as we were going through it i was like man the faculty is a good movie i was like i kind of hope fact i know what's what what the results were as i was listening but i was like i kind of hope the faculty wins because like good job faculty like Nice movie. It's it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. a solid one. Um, but this is the year of Sixth Sense, and everybody was like making that dumb joke about I see dead people. Yeah, good good times, good times. And then it gets ruined for you sometimes because your teacher tells you, "What a dummy." Uh, top video games: we get WCW, NWO, Thunder, uh, Smash Brothers, Silent Hill, and SimCity 3000. So in my mind, we've already been here probably because we did Smash Brothers once. So I don't know why I just didn't copy and paste from that episode. No one would have ever known. And we'll probably be back maybe next year when we play Silent Hill, if that's what we choose to do for Halloween. So that's fun. How about the top three songs, though? Uh, any comments on the video games? Um, no, this is like peak wrestling game, or this is like wrestling games are starting to get like amazing, not mm-hmm. peak. Um, but we were definitely playing a lot of uh, wrestling games. I wonder. I think this is the one with like THQ Man and. Mm something else man they or had like that... the best stats and they were they were grapplers i was never like, a wcw a... guy so i don't yeah. know but yeah i definitely remember the the thq man was like a big deal and everyone liked him but there was like revenge and thunder and there's something else nitro i'm not oh, sure yeah. which is which yeah yeah but as a kid you always pick the person people with the best stats because you're like i'm gonna cheese this game and your friend's like well i'm stuck using hulk hogan so you know, the Hulkster. Uh, top three songs, according to the Billboard charts. Uh, and then we'll wrap this up and we'll get out of this time. So, number three song is I'm Your Angel by R. Kelly. Alright, cool. That's great. Uh, yeah. R. Kelly. Um... I don't really like this song, but yeah, it's what it is. It was popular for that at that time. There you go. Just like the soon to be, actually, I'm not sure if it's soon to be, uh, lead of the new Cinderella movie that's coming out on the Family Channel. You better be staying up late because Brandy and her hit song "Have You Ever" is number two on the charts. To make them understand, have you ever had someone steal your heart away? There you go. Uh, weird story. Apparently, my wife really enjoys 
Brandy Cinderella and we watched it. I watched an hour of it. I don't know what what happened to that time. It like it was just they were at the ball. I was like, oh, this is going really quickly. So it, it moves really quickly. And that's a nice compliment I can say for probably a not great musical movie. Yeah. Well, it's a musical, so I struggle with. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of musicals, I'm sure Glee, the hit TV show, probably did this song a couple times. They probably are still doing it today. I don't know. Is Glee still a thing? If it is, they definitely are playing this song because this was uh, legendary. It took over. This could have been the song of the 90s. This was the number one song for this week, anyways. Uh, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. There you go. Mm. Teen angst at its finest. What more could you ask for than a little baby one more time? Thank you, Brittany. Oh, this song's a, cla- a classic. Um, started off a whole genre of people being obsessed with girl singers um, that probably still carries on today. I know there was like famous singers. You yeah, learn nothing. True. Have you learned nothing from doing this show? That's true. And Janet J- Jackson. They're always like, there. Yeah. They're just, yeah. This is this generation's. <laughs> this is just where Janet they took. Jackson they just started Mike, forcing Mike. less talented singers down our throat based on their looks. So it was a record label pushing her based on her looks probably more than her talent. Yeah. Well, that's like I heard apparently J-Lo didn't sing like any of her songs. Mm. And like Brandy sang a lot of her songs. Mm. And you're just like, hmm. This is this, this makes a lot more sense. Yes. Yes, <laughs> this is yeah, record music. Anyways, Woodstock 99. It's all it all comes together in the end, baby. All right. Uh, Div- I was thinking Millie Vanilli for sure. I was like it's like ah, it's all about the look. Yeah, but like who cares about the talent Blade behind on the that rain, voice? Such a good tune. Oh man, that's I'm going to go listen to that after this podcast. Development details. Now we know what the pop cultural landscape looks like. Let's see how this game was made and see if it kind of helps us as we talk our way through this interesting experience that we have with Castlevania 64. So Castlevania made its first public appearance in the form of a sneak peek at the April 1997 Tokyo Game Show under the title Castlevania 64. Later in development, Konami Computer Entertainment Kobe it became known as Dracula 3D. In September of 1997, the game was approximately 10% finished and was 20% complete in February of 1998. In October of 1998, the game was again featured at the Tokyo Game Show. Several levels were playable, and the game was a hit with the crowd. Later that month, it was revealed that Konami decided to drop the two of the planned four characters in the game in favor of focusing the programming team's development efforts and moving completion of the game forward. One of the dropped characters was Cornell, a werewolf who used close-range martial arts attack. Cornell would become a playable character in Castlevania Legacy of Darkness. Okay, cool. Architecture in this game is predominantly inspired by French castles. The French villa exterior is based on the western facade of the Chateau de Arezel le Rideau in France's Loire Valley. Okay, was that pretty good French? That's all right. That's all right. I think it's I I can't pronounce that second word de Arezel. I don't know if the A Y would be Z A Y. It's the D apostrophe A Z A Y. 
Desiree. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, Shoot, I shouldn't have called my shot. Uh, While its interior entrance hall is based on the Grand Hall in the Lancaster House, a mansion in London. Ooh. Uh, The villa planting and the hedge maze was inspired by the formal garden of the Chateau de Villandry. Castlevania, or Dracula's castle, drew inspiration from the famous Mont Saint-Michel on the coast of Normandy. Several elements of the game were designed to allude to the past Castlevania titles. Carrie's alternate costume is a homage to Marie Renard's castle, or dress in Castlevania, Rondo of Blood. Reinhardt's alternate costume is homage to the Simon Belmont outfit in the first Castlevania, and the behemoth boss in the castle center can be crippled in a reference to the crawling behemoth featured in rondo of blood wow those three uh elements really alluded to all the past castlevania games yes yes well i think they did some other sprinkling of let's say difficult platforming in the early uh, yeah. games and they're like you know what's fun difficult platforming. oh stiff controls Mm, man. camera that hates you oh yeah, like a little bit of a delay in that attack man that is castlevania right there let's not update this no let's make this painful for people yep um but yeah you're not bad on the french much better than mine i am much out of practice and cool. i should probably pick that up again yeah what if you have to read the notes one day it's because my voice goes did you ever think of that we can't just take a break so you just yeah. have to do the podcast with me but i can't talk what if that happened you can't talk you know what if that happened i would just talk about my r2d2 cassette player for an hour that sounds thrilling i'm glad we made that podcast made that quality content controls of this fun fun game now that we know how it came to be uh it was rushed they split into two games we didn't play legacy of darkness this month just seemed like too tall of a task zombies ate my neighbors kind of took over will we come back to it i don't know uh, yeah, it's tricky to say. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe if, if we once we go through it, it'll refresh our memory of the good spots and less so of the bad spots. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe we make a call at the end of the podcast, not right now, because I need to talk about some good things. And in my mind, there's just so much pain. So the controls of this game. The directional pad moves you around, or I guess, like, the stick anyways. C down grabs items. Uh, the left stick is your melee attack. C up changes your camera mode. A jumps. B attacks. C right is your sub weapon. R focuses the camera behind you. Z, you do kind of a crouch, or you can do kind of a slide attack. Uh, Reinhardt has a semi-lock-on attack, while Carrie, I don't know what her name is, uh, Carrie something, has a full lock-on magic attack that you can kind of like charge it up and it shoots guys, although sometimes it's sort of random, but it's kind of considered the easy version of this game. So there you go. First memories. Uh, any comments on the controls? Um, This game was very hard to control with the N64 joystick, which is not made for uh, precise controls. Well, this is a good time. And, How did you play this game? Uh, well, I think I have this game in a box somewhere, but I was not busting out the N64 just for this game. So I took the legitimate route of legitimacies. So. <sighs> I don't know if that's a terrible idea. We'll go get into it later, but this game almost does need save states or an emulator, right? Like it needs to be released on the N64 online or something on the Switch so you can have save states. It just makes retro gaming more manageable and a little bit more consumable. Especially during a few just cheap platforming parts where it's like if you just die, you go back to the beginning with no save states. And sometimes the the save checkpoints are 
ridiculous. And then they'll throw mm-hmm. like three at you right out, like right in a row. And they're like, I don't need three in like four different rooms. Like, this is stupid. Give me one back in like when I'm dealing with a stupid hedge maze for Pete's sake. It's something. Yeah. Like they need to alter something. Like you could save everywhere. There's no, you die, you just restart. There's unlimited lives or something, you know, like it just, it was missing the mark just a little bit. I know what they were trying to go for. They didn't quite hit the mark. At least that's my, my. so I, I played on my, I mean, I have a pirated cart in an N64. So I used a real controller on my big screen TV. Didn't make this game any easier. Uh, first memories. So I know we had this game. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if we had this game first or if we had Symphony of the Night first. They might have came around the same time. I kind of feel like we might have paid full price. I think this was a game you really wanted and you might have pushed and it might have been like a full purchase or maybe there was a little bit of a price drop, but I kind of feel like it was you that brought this into our lives. Uh, I know we did play it for a good period of time. We followed a strategy guide and I'm guessing it was a Nintendo Power but we definitely didn't beat this game because it was it proved to be just a little bit too difficult. And I would say, yeah, beating it today was really a struggle, uh, and there was lots of hard parts. And I don't know, it's 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 a it's a good challenge. It's definitely a good challenge. And like Tyson said, his memory is foggy on this game. Yeah, I remember sort of parts. getting it, but I fe- yeah. I felt like this was around the time that like I grabbed some other games, and for some reason I remember that blockbuster sticker on the back of one of the cartridges. Uh, I don't know if that was Castlevania 64, but... No, it's Hexen. Uh, okay. Acclaimed classic game Hexen. Well, maybe we grabbed, because I feel like we got Hexen and this at the same time, but... Mm, no, I, I feel like... Know. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Hexen and something goes with something, but I kind of almost feel it was like Turok or something. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's definitely it, because yeah. we definitely grabbed something, something from yeah. Blockbuster. It was a little bit later. They... Like, it was probably closer to 2000-ish before we got this game, so it was almost like we had a PlayStation. We were having those games, too. So I don't know if N64 was in our repertoire. I also don't remember our game setup. We might have had one system at a time out. So it might have been, like, we got this game, but our we were playing PlayStation at a time, so it took us, like, a month before we finally, like, replugged the Play or the N64 into play it or something, right? Remember yeah. when that was well, a thing like in your we, life? We... You only had, like, yeah. you had to plug one TV at a time, and, like, the power cords are probably behind the things to pull it, like, a desk and, like, plug it in. That's weird. Yeah, we definitely weren't smart enough to just get an extension cord to save us the hassle. Huh. We were just... Versus now, I have away. three televisions. I have I could potentially have three televisions going, plus my Switch, plus I can be listening to stuff on my phone. Kids nowadays are just going to be so spoiled. They're not going to know the hardships of having to, like physically pull out like a chest of drawers to like plug in a play a video game and like pack up all your cords nicely and put it away because you're a neurotic child that does all those things kids just will never know that 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 pleasure that i had yeah well they're lost all right on to the story of this game dracula reawakens in 1852 After nearly a hundred years of enforced slumber as a result of humankind's descent into vice and wickedness Two young heroes sense his return. Carrie Fernandez, a girl gifted with magical powers, and Reinhard Schneider, heir to the ancient Belmont clan of vampire hunters. The two set off to storm the Count's castle in Transylvania's province of Wallachia and vanquish him. There, do you feel like you missed anything by not knowing the story before this? Yeah, yeah, it's a... no, they don't. Man, if you basically get dropped into this game, it's like there's not really like a, that nice 
you, you get used to that ca- that that Castlevania first level. It makes you feel like oh, okay, we're getting into this. It's usually epic and has like a little cutscene or whatever. At least I'm just thinking of Symphony of the Night. Here it's just nope. It's much more like the first Castlevania game. Kind of just drop you drop drops you on the and then the music plays and you just gotta go. But there's not really a lot of music in this game. All right. Well, we're going to see how good my editing skills are because I definitely had my mute mic from the last time I coughed till just now. So I think I just read the story, right? Yes. All right. I can cheat. I can cheat that in. As long as I don't mention it right away afterwards, no one will ever know. (laughs) Hopefully. Cool. All right. Level notes. Now we're going to dive through. Talk about our fun, fun experience. Uh, And only the the, the summed up simpleton way that Podtendo can with our level notes. So we're going to start out in the Forest of Silence. You have to battle skeletons along paths. You have to open gates, fight bigger skeletons, do some platforming, hit some switches, platform, hit some switches, platform, hit some switches, and fight a boss. The boss here is Big Skeleton, and he has little skeletons with motorcycles. Uh, I said, it's a fine intro area. It's not super hard. There's some light platforming and puzzle solving required. Uh, I think the random switches that open gates so you can open more switches becomes old fast, and they do it like one too many times. But other than that, sure, why not? I mean, we'll call it a level. Forest of Silence. Yes. Yep. Um, feels weird to see skeletons on motorcycles, but it's a uh, it's fun. This this game's a little ridiculous. Didn't they have motorcycles um, in like the 1850s? 1850. It's 1859. I looked it up. Motor or 1885. Cycles. They must have had motorcycles so back then. It's about 30 years early, but so they they stretched it a little bit. Yeah, uh, there you go. But like they're huh, neat. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is. That's not the most egregious. There, I think there's machine guns later on in this game. So yes, well, it's um, you know, it's a little like license for video games. Yeah, it's kind of like, like it's a video metal game. in a sense, right? Where you got to have like your metal yeah. and like you need your choppers and like your guns. We, we also get introduced to uh, two cards: the sun card and the moon card. Because there's a time which... system in this game, and sometimes yes. you need things to be night. Sometimes you need things to be day. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you get um, them. I recommend certain, use them. Certain enemies um, mm. later in that we get introduced two are weaker uh so they'll oh. take like four hits instead of like eight interesting and i recommend as soon as you get one of those cards buy them when you see the shop owner later buy them and just use them randomly nothing bad will happen to you or onto the castle wall which is the second area so now <clears throat> the big skulls that tin is defeated we head inside the castle wall turn right platform fall down platform fall down platform and fight the boss the white dragon uh on and then you fall down and head left Okay, neat. Uh, and then it's just kind of the same as the right side. And then you find another boss, the White Dragon. Ooh. All right. So uh, the platforming here doesn't really work 100% in 3D space. And this is where I started being like, oh, I don't know if they designed this game properly with the controls and the camera because I'm really struggling. And that's not a good sign for the second area. Yeah. Um, the But the, the biggest enemy that you're fighting is the camera. Are you in battle view, action view, or yeah. whatever view? There's like a bunch, there's like three of them, or what the heck it is. And just it, everyone's awful. Everyone yeah. of them's awful. Um, this game could really use, and, and like you can't recenter it, it mm-hmm. just controls itself. That, like, like I, I, we're so used to me being a first person shooter, and most video big uh, game players are used to. It's like, camera controls and you uh-huh. don't have them you get a button to cycle between some crappy ones that follows you and usually is facing you or 
doesn't know how to view through a wall yet. So it still gets stuck. Well, and it's unfortunate when the platforming that's just a platform that's in the middle of a space you have to run and jump to is hard to get to. And then they start moving, and then they start flipping, and then Medusa's heads comes at you, and then there's guillotines that will, like, kill you if you jump under one. Uh, I was like, oh, good. Well, I'm glad this game is hard. Super. Great. Uh, yeah. Super. Yeah. White, really white dragon fights. They blew, they blow like, br- uh, blue fire at some point, and there was this little, like, house wall, and I was like, I'll just hide here. Fire comes through, it kills you, and I was like, what the hell? And then, like, you kill one, and they drop all these spoils, and you go to get it, and then the other guys just blow fire on you, and you die, and you're like, ah, I see, it's one of those kind of games. It's not fun. I I appreciate where this is going. Yep, they give you little chicken and roast beef to pick your health up, and you'll be using it a lot, because everything does piles of damage. Yeah. It's like, there's some enemies that, like, 90% of your health power will just disappear. So if you're like, oh, okay, I'm at, like, 80%, it's like, you're just, you're just gonna have a bad time. Yeah, no, it's not fun, but... Once we're done that, though, uh, we kind of, like, drop back down. We now can finally... We flipped a Switch, because they love Switches in this game. Oh, Switches galore. This, that's what the game should be called. Castle Switch. Be confusing now. But, like, back in the day, it would have been like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, we get to head to the villa. So a vampire tells us this is Dracula's castle. Yes! We're in the right place. We head through the gate, navigate through a garden, enter a house, fight a vampire, meet a girl in the rose garden, meet a vampire hunter, meet a vampire... And a shopkeeper. Outside in the hedge maid, we meet a boy. His name's Malice. I made a note of that for some reason. We are chased by wolves and a chainsaw man. You save him. Double back through the house to get to the maze. Find the last locked door and follow the waterway to the old crypts. Here, you fight a vampire. Then another vampire. They're just as hard as the random guys you fought in the house. So I don't know why they like made these guys into villains. Uh, not sure i feel like this is like early stuff that they 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 did and they were just like now nah, we need to keep this in here yeah, um sure. it kind of establishes kind of neat like you get to meet all these characters and it's like kind of sets it up you're like oh, okay it's gonna like have like a little bit more more dialogue since that we didn't get that in the earlier game up early part of the game and this this is kind of the most dialogue rich part of the game everybody um, and it's interesting the first time we meet Malice, which is going to come back later. Yeah. Um, I'm just a scared little boy and I'm trying to get home. And you're like, okay, cool. And it's like, hey, follow me. And there's like a guy running around with chainsaws and two dogs just like, oh, uh, follow me. And it's like, I feel like we should just get out of this hedge maze and you should stop running away from me, you kid that maybe, you know, maybe send you into a trap. Who knows? Malice. That is a positive word. I imagine nothing bad comes from him. Uh, I said yes. this is one of the better areas of, of the game, like Tyson alluded to. Uh, the imagery is kind of fun. I do enjoy the chainsaw Frankenstein guy that's running around the maze. He's kind of interesting. Uh, the maze chase was kind of fun. I was like, I haven't done this before in a Castlevania game. This is interesting. This is this kind of makes sense, you know. Layout of the house isn't horrendous, right? Like you can explore it and find keys, and there's mysteries, and you're like. Oh, cool, neat. You know, there's a guy walking around holding a cross. Awesome, great. I was like, all right, as long as this game doesn't get, like, super broken anytime soon, we're in for a good time. So we get a divergence here. So both characters go different paths. I don't know why. I don't have anything specific other than just that to make you want to play the game again. So 
uh, on the underground tunnels. So Reinhardt's, who are man with the whip. There are some conveyor belts, crushers, women's spiders, rough platforming over poison water, some tricky, narrow walkways, a lot of brown caves, walls, and floors. Just because they want to make Reinhardt's playthrough worse, there's also a tough cable car ride, and you save Rosa, who is kind of like your vampire love interest. Eh, this whole area just seemed hard for heart's sake. Yeah, pretty much. Get the women spiders get uh, an introduction, and then you have to kill two of them or something. And then of course you have to make <laughs> some very trick, like two, three tricky jumps. Mm. And then uh, then there's the save spot. Mm. You know, like this game just loves to punish you with like, hey, we're not going to give you save spots, but if you're using save states. It's not so bad. There you go. That's the way to break it. So, on the other hand, though, the easy mode. So, underground waterway. This is where Carrie Fernandez goes. Now I have to remember to say that when I read the story. Uh, so, you make your way over uh, Breakaway Pass, fight lizard men, uh, make perilous jumps over water, hit some switches, turn off waterfalls. I don't think there was a boss here, but you do meet a witch. And I was like, oh, neat, a witch. And her name was like Act Rise or something, Act Raise. And I was like, oh, like the other game. Uh, the layout was quite large. The puzzles are just find an obstacle, explore until you find a switch. Now, now you move past the obstacle. Kind of leave something to be desired, right? They're 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 kind of not the best puzzles. Where I'm like, hmm, I'm not really achieving anything, or, or I'm just making this this longer than it needs to be. And I love that. Whew, boy, I love that. Oh well, it's kind of the name of the game for some parts of this game. A little rough, but eh, you know, yeah. there's some there's some good right. in in it. Sweet. So now we get to the this. Uh, I'll get to it. So we're in the castle center. This is it. This may be as far as anyone ever got. They see the word castle and they just walk away. So you fight two vampires and then you head to the left. You meet Malice again and you gain the nitro and you plant it on a wall. Now you need to move uh, some. Pass some big gears, some enemies, and get the nitro again, except from the other side. You then have to traverse the way you came without jumping or taking a hit, or you'll explode. But if you survive, you do get to fight the behemoth. You run behind him and shoot his legs out until he pathetically is just crawling around. Then you can run across the hallway and fight. Uh, Carrie's case, you fight Camila Fernandez. She's a vampire version of you, essentially. Uh, she has ice attacks. Not bad. And if you're Reinhardt, you get to fight Rosa. Death shows up. You do battle with her, but you spare her until death makes her death appear. Exciting stuff. Uh, this is probably the part of the game that ended most playthroughs. Uh, it kind of stopped us as kids. I remember, like, the behemoth. I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited to fight this guy. Never got to there. It just killed the momentum. Uh, if you watched the Angry Video Game Nerd of this review, this is where you get stuck as well. Uh, it's a neat idea. But, I don't know, like, you need instant continues or something. The save states with this, like, kind of long, arduous task of walking through gears and knowing the right path. It's very frustrating. I don't know. Kind of probably wrecked yeah. a lot of playthroughs. Yeah. And this is the roughest part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole having to carry the nitro thing is just painful because you just, the slightest thing, you just blow up. Um, and if you touch that jump button, that's the end. It's it's kind of silly. Um, I wish that they would just de- disable the jumping. Mm. Then it feels less like, oh, you just as a reflex, you just do it. But this game is pretty unforgiving when it came to the pr- precision Astro to you. Yeah. And then to like limit 
so much of your movement. And I don't know other other Castlevania games. I don't remember doing this, so I don't really understand where they got the idea for this. But um, it's fun that Carrie got to fight Camilla. I never, I never. Uh, Camilla's always fun. Sh- shows up in every game. Rose is interesting um, and kind of sets up this whole like love interest story. You can kind of run into her when you first meet the castle. Yeah. But she seems very much like, uh, I'm turning into a vampire. You're a vampire hunter. You should kill me. It's like, these well, characters so don't really you. know each other. Yeah. I, yeah. But it's like, instantly, he's like, it's like, no, I'm, I'm in love with you. You're the woman I'm meant to be with. And she's like, I'm first time meeting you, You're vampire. You're a pale, skinny, blonde girl. I find this very attractive. So I will, <laughs> yeah. I will stay. Uh, but from kind of diverging paths here again uh, we got two specific areas per characters we'll go through them one at a time uh, so you go to the dual towers Reinhardt this area definitely kind of seemed better than the carry version uh, in the first room you fight a green thing and then you do some platforming and avoid spikes you fight a green thing uh, platform spikes a third green guy platform spikes a big red guy hopefully you love platforming and fighting green guys because this area might be the best part of this game uh, I think it's like a were bear, were lion, and a were tiger. In the video so I is, watched, they all kind of just looked like green things. So they're basically blobs. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's um, I think that's what their name supposedly is. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, if I think this is the area I'm thinking it is. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because it definitely kind of looked... I'm pretty sure that there's... In my mind, there is a green werewolf in a Castlevania game somewhere. Maybe in like the original. So that color scheme checks out maybe the big red guy was like a minotaur yeah i think maybe um but i know that they're that's where they appear because they appear in every castlevania games like Mm -hmm. werebears and werelions and tigers. they they show up because of course werewolves are a thing so what's some other things that we can do as slight variations that are all boss boss rush and really precise platforming which is tricky sweet all right so now on carrie's side of things she's on the tower of science i guess in theory you could think these adventures are happening at the exact same time oh neat so she's in the tower of science so she gains access to a vertical section with conveyor belts falling bricks on dracula's strongest creation the machine gun you have to climb up the tower fight through some floors while finding keys to succeed it is very slow but i love machine guns so only positivity here that's funny yeah i was like really a machine gun like they're turrets and i was like all right dracula i guess you got motorcycles and like guns whatever metal (laughs) i mean i guess there was the guys with like the rifles and castlevania symphony of night yeah but those are kind of like spear guns i think they were kind of more that's what i always viewed them as kind of like what are the what is what's the bow guns what with the skeletons the skeletons on like the oh yeah that's like sniper rifles right yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like that was a... I don't know if that's called Symphony of the Night. It's just... A too, me- many, too, too many monsters. It's just... That's it's just silly, ridiculous. Silly metal thing. And sure, why yeah. not? Same thing with motorcycles. I don't yeah, know when the Chinese it. invented gunpowder, actually. So I don't know when guns would have came into play. But maybe the devil talked to the Chinese and got gunpowder, so... Well, he is very well-traveled. And it's Dracula, not yeah. the devil. There you go. So... Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Dracula, my, my mistake. The devil maybe works for him? Or lives in the castle. No, death, 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 definitely works for him. I don't know where, where the devil is. I, I, if he shows up and carries playthrough, I didn't see her in mine. I don't know. Is there a devil in Castlevania? Castlevania devil. There's definitely demons. Yeah, Mania but. devil. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sort of, kind of. He's like he's like a big flying thing. He's like a big green, goofy looking guy with horns. They call him Satan or the devil, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like the actual guy because there's like multiple of them. 
I just know that Nintendo usually censors all that stuff. So if it's probably in the Japanese version, probably not in the American version. All right, there you they'll go. probably be like, hmm, call him Cinebog or something. Hmm. All right. So now on back to Reinhardt's adventure. I wonder what he's up to. Hmm. Neat. Uh, machine guns. Uh, Tower of Execution is where Reinhardt's headed. So you get the platform, avoid swinging axes, lava, and some annoying flying enemies. Ooh. The boss here is death. So after talking to Rosa, you have to fight death himself. He launches sickles at you. And if you stay kind of close uh, and you're agile, you should be able to win. Kind of a bland area. Hmm. Oh, man. The axes and the platforming, the Medusa heads that pop out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like... No, I'm I'm abusing save states all through this. Castlevania. One small one, yeah. One small jump, and they they do the fun thing where like two platforms will go in and out, uh. but but like one will be like thirty percent, and the other one will like have start just slowly started to come out. So it's kind of like make a jump. It's awful. It's so dumb. I hate it. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, on the other side though. What is Carrie up to? Dun, 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 dun. So the Tower of Sorcery. So if you didn't like the logical science tower, you're going to love the random crystal walkways here. There's just big blurry crystals. You have to complete several time jumps to disappearing platforms. Destroy two little crystals, for some reason, uh, before you head to the next area. So unlike the Tower of Execution... This area design is absolutely just bonkers. Uh, the platforming here is awful. You need something like a sound cue, Nintendo, or whoever made this game, uh, to let me know when a platform is disappearing. You can't just like have it kind of turn reddish and then go. Uh, also, I have no depth perception because your camera is awful. Uh, if you didn't have a guide or like multiple trial and errors, I don't think you could get through this. Like, it's just it. It's not good. It's bad. Bad game design. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe then carries a. Uh... Carrie's playthrough is not the easy version because it sounds like her platforming's nightmarish. Oh, it is like it is not good. It's done better. I was just playing Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker on the Switch, and there's sound cues when things go away. It kind of goes with the music, and it's actually much. Normally, I don't listen to music, but like you turn it on, and I'm like, oh, now I have like an advantage. That's what you should give me some type of advantage for playing your game. Uh, afterwards, though, we get to the room of clocks. So there is ticking, a shop scroll, <clears throat> and a save crystal, and. You get to fight the box. Act raise. So that witch from before. Uh, she tells you that she killed a hundred children to gain immortality. She puts up crystal barriers, but you can kind of just like shoot them and then like double back and shoot her. She's really not that bad. Uh, I think act rise was a better battle than death. It seemed like it was a little bit faster. You had to be a little bit more. You had some like fluidity and a little bit more choice. My opinion though. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't actually get to fight her. Um, as uh, I fought death, I liked the, the death battle was yeah kind of super underwhelming because it seems hard at first because you're like oh I gotta like try to bat these things and move in and move out it's like no no those like little sickles do like peanuts of damage uh-huh. at this point just smack him with your whip <laughs> and he goes down incredibly fast I was ran very yeah, surprised like so it, it was is very n- under, underwhelming special. She didn't really emphasize how many children she killed to gain immortality. And then that made me think, would I kill 100 children and become immortal? Uh, I don't want to answer that question on a podcast. Uh, (laughs) Clock Tower. So we're headed here. So uh, you have to platform over moving gears, explore tight corridors, find some keys, and continue with some tough-ass platforming to exit this area. There's a long staircase, and at the top there's a secret boss. Maybe two secret bosses. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All along. 
You could go to the shop and you can buy chickens, beefs, whatever you want. You can cure yourself if you turn into a vampire or something. I'm not sure. You can get sun cards. And if you spend more than 30,000 gold at his shop, he appears in winged demon form, the special hardest boss of this game, uh, and he attacks you. You have to be really agile. Uh, the video I watched to the guy who actually fought him, a lot of patience, a lot of agility. You kind of have to know his pattern almost before you go in to survive. Eh, it's not bad. Yeah, I definitely try avoided paying that much money and buying stuff from him. Yeah, I, I I really tried. I was like, no, no, I'm not buying anything from him unless I have to. Um, but he makes a funny little speech about it's like, oh, there's a whole new war starting, so I'm gonna go over there and mm-hmm. make a lot of money. That's that's where I'm going. See ya. And you're like, this guy is really just a corporate capitalist, but he's also a demon. He's gonna do well. Oh man. I can't even... What war do you think it was? Uh, so it was like 1850. Yeah. This is 18... what SideQuest Cinema is all about. Come on. I dropped the ball. Well, there's lots of wars that started in like the 18... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, am I coming in maybe the Spanish Civil War? Because I feel so like the that's kind of... Kinda... What was the date on this bad boy? 1852. 1852. Uh, so what but wars... There's, there's one chunky part of both the platforming with the the gears when mm-hmm. there's two gears grinding towards each other you can slip and fall into it so and, and it's crush fun. yourself great awesome so we have the oh my gosh there's one two three four five like rebellions there's the crimean war uh macedonian rebellion uh expedition against the chinese in montrand matrado all right hmm. yeah very very uh, very uh uh, scary time. Lots of wars going on. Oh, like, Not a lot of stability. There's tons of wars everywhere. Is that, is that like this today? Is there still this like wars all the time? Wow. Probably. There's probably lots of conflicts. They probably don't call them wars. Oh, yeah. But there's definitely a lot of conflict. Man, we are just bad people, eh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Huh. People suck. All right. So, but maybe that's because there's an evil Dracula in a castle somewhere that we haven't killed yet. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, like Tyson mentioned, the platforming here has like. I guess. I guess you need. This is like the final challenge. If you get through here, it's just some boss fights, and then you're like easy peasy. So survive the clock tower. Cool, great, awesome. Don't fight Renin. Uh, you can head up to the castle keep. If for some reason you played this game quicker than others, you don't have to fight the secret boss. However, for some reason he took too long. Vincent, the vampire hunter. Yes, he actually became a vampire because he took way too long. Uh, he attacks you. He like spams holy waters. He's kind of difficult. You just kind of have to keep moving and moving and moving. Tooth, take him out. Uh, Yeah. So there you go. Vincent, the other secret boss of this game. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like he shows up and saved me at some point and threw a bunch of holy water Mm -hmm. and saved me from somebody. I don't remember when that was. Well, that's coming up. So that's exciting. So if you don't see him and you just run up, you don't fight Renan, you don't fight Vincent, all you do is you just run up the stairways and you get to Dracula's keep. Oh, wow. The coffin opens, Dracula appears, uh, and he teleports around the room. Avoid his attacks, keep moving. If you have projectiles, you just shoot them. Kind of makes it simple. And, uh, yeah, I like random hidden bosses in games. Kind of a neat concept. It would be nice if they explained to you you were under a time limit, because that's what this game is predicated. Like, how long did it take you? So you might get to the end of the game and just have the bad ending and be like, oh, I have to replay the whole thing. That's too... That's unfortunate. But it's a pretty solid recreation of an ending of a 2D Castlevania game. So, neat? Yeah. 
Um, Got to smack him in the head. Teleports. Throws fireballs. Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, I like this Dracula fight. It's very like, hey, stage one. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you played a Castlevania game, you kind of know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. There's not the second part. He doesn't transform into a, a, a bad guy or anything like that. And that is it. So apparently, there was a time limit on this game. If you take uh, too long or use too many sun and moon cards. So for all those guys that are playing along, just buying sun and moon cards like I tricked you at the beginning. You thought this was this is a trick or treat. This is Halloween. This is October. Of course, I was going to trick you, and now you're, you're you're done. You used used too many cards, so you get the bad endings. We'll go through them first, and then we'll talk about the good endings. So you head up to the keep, you defeat Dracula and Vincent, I suppose, and you meet Malice, and then you are shown heading back to the village where Mal- Malice asks for your and this is sorry, this is for Carrie uh, asks for your hand in marriage. You say yes in the future, and he replies with, "Well, now." Now that we have a binding contract. And you're like, what? And he's like, nothing. And then just ominous music. And I'm like, oh, creepy. <laughs> Reinhardt, on the other hand, uh, you fight Dr- Vincent, Dracula, and then Malice appears. And then you're just riding together. And he's like, oh, now that the evil is done, we can go home. And Malice is just sitting there. And then it just like slowly zooms in on his face. And then you get evil music. And I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't sound like that bad, I suppose. Carrie, yeah, Carrie definitely gets the worst of the ending. So, it's, yeah, whenever somebody says now we have a binding contract, mm-hmm. you're like, this doesn't end well. No, that's not usually what you want. However, on the good ending, let's say you didn't fall for my trick, you didn't use all those cards, you save stated, so you were moved quickly through this game. You get the good ending. So, you're not fighting Renan, you're not fighting Vincent. You just, Dracula dies. The castle starts to crumble. And as you escape, you see Malice flying on a horse. And you're like, hmm, that's weird. He reveals that he is the real Dracula. Oh, of course, now it's time for the final fight. With evil, Malice destroyed. I think this is where Vincent shows... Uh, he reaches out, returns and reaches out his hand. And then he is burned by the real Vincent. Now I see, with holy water. So that's where Vincent shows up and helps you. Malice is in, oh, I'm dying. And then transports you into a dimension where you have to fight dragon version of dracula uh beat him and the castle crumbles two years later carrie is shown taking flowers to her mother's grave wow in the good ending in reinhardt though dracula dies mal shows up you fight dracula vincent helps and then the dragon battle afterwards rosa appears and is healed so you save the world and get the girl very groovy yep and all goes down to your time and whether Vincent makes it or not. Who would have figured that that one random dude that didn't trust you would be so important? Basically, like... Hmm. That is kind of the linchpin you, of the operation, isn't it? You, Because you end up, all your decisions, you could end up, if you take too long, just, you could be end up tricked. And you're like, oh, is Dracula just going to keep living? The, world, the world's going to keep being crappy. Hmm. But if Vincent survives, it's like, oh, no. Here's the real hero showing up being like, no, that that guy is evil. That purple-haired kid playing the violin, riding on a flying horse, definitely bad. Uh, Going into this game, I didn't know the plot. Uh, For some reason, Malice did stand out to me when I saw him. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like a small boy is probably trouble. As well as I knew that there was a meme of people cosplaying as malice playing a violin and he's also in like the opening title screen of the game so i did have some things go off in my brain where i was like i kind of think maybe he's not good he might be the bad guy 
Yeah. Well, and I that's where it goes back to that hedge maze where you're like, mm-hmm. did he just set up that gardener with a chainsaw and two big old dogs mm-hmm. that are do not die? Because like, and he does not die. It's one of the few enemies that do not die. It's like it just so happens to be the entrance of malice. And I'm like, I feel like this is a trap from Dracula. And he's been playing you all along, which he does even up to the end. And like, oh, oh, you definitely changed. You're free now. Okay, absolutely. And then it's like, mm-hmm. Vincent's like, no, holy water, this sucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Thank goodness for Vincent. It For a game that was frustrating and had terrible parts, I kind of was sold a little bit on these endings. Like going through and I was like, that's kind of neat. Like, I'd be a, it'd be a pain if I knew that there was a time limit and like I got to the end. On my first playthrough, and I got the bad ending, and like, you have to play it again, but faster. I'd be like, uh, what is the time limit in this game? Castle. I don't know. Mania. But my current thoughts. Um, no, not timeline. Time. Is I, I think that this game has some rough parts, and the camera is the main culprit. If the camera was more manageable, the platforming would be easier. Because um, I think there's a lot of like good stuff in here. This game does like is faithful to the to the source material castlevania at this point in time is hard really difficult Mm -hmm. like you don't want easy platforming you want boss rushes you you want a challenge and that's kind of where this game is and i get that a lot of people who put down this game just walked away it's like that's because this isn't your castlevania but this is literally the exact same thing as the nes games and the super nintendo games like maybe not super nintendo game because super castlevania 4 is kind of easy yep and I think everybody who played that game came to this and was like, oh, well, this is ridiculously hard. It's like, yeah, but so is Simon's Quest. It's kind of the same thing. It's 100%. like, 100%. Yeah, ju- yeah. It's just difficult. Like, it's a difficult series. You got to get used to that. This was Deep Dark Souls before Dark Souls, everybody. It's like that, that kind of started with like the set in the, the bar, like the Ninja Guidance of the world. So, there you yeah. go. Uh, just just to back on this, what I'm seeing here is you have, if you kill a skeleton 5,000 times, and then if you take oh. more than 30 minutes in one given level, that pushes you over the time limit. Okay, so as long as you just keep it moving? it It's really hard to do. You know, it's almost kind of a struggle to find the... And I guess if you use too many cards, that obviously would change something too, right? So not yeah. undoable. I guess if you're exploring, though, and enjoying yourself, I could definitely see some of those levels taking a little bit longer, right? So Or if you get lost, because this yeah. game is not very straightforward clear sometimes where you need to go yeah. yeah so current thoughts yeah this is an emulator game uh it's perfect difficulty and challenge you get quite quick saves loads uh, i think it would just kind of make it a little bit more manageable right on original hardware this game is kind of difficult and challenging i'd be surprised if people are actually able to beat it right uh without dedicating weeks months or lives of playing it and having like you know perfect strategy guides and learning all those little things you need to kind of know where every hidden chicken is the layout of each area and have a solid understanding of the controls just to stand a chance uh this game did like tyson said some amazing things multiple endings the character design uh the story were kind of a top notch had this game came out kind of on just a later system and they refined the camera or the gameplay just a bit the, the game design be a really solid experience uh poor gameplay though can't be overlooked i don't know if this game is worth going back and playing but deck was tyson sentiments castlevania is a hard series it's not meant for everybody you're not supposed to blow through it i recommend like if you want to try an old one give this one a go i don't know i wouldn't say this is the best 3d game super castlevania symphony of the night much better experience yeah definitely but you know it's a castlevania game and 
yeah. if you, you want to play them all, this is, I think, definitely faithful to the source, source material. So it's not bad. Sweet. It's not bad. It's, yeah. it's not good, though. No, it's definitely not good. Uh, so what would you or I change? Uh, like I said, it's a good emulator game. If they just included a continue from where you last died option rather than a save feature, I think this game would be playable. Yeah, I just want to be able to control the c- camera. Mm. Like I played on on an emulator, and I used just an Xbox controller, and it's just like if I could just control the camera with my joystick, I'd be so happy. Yeah, yeah, the they just weren't there. They weren't ready for the the, the camera design, right? Or make the levels like make platforming two D. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of games were built pre 3d like yeah. you didn't they didn't think about the camera no. camera was kind of the last thing that they did yeah. when they were like hey here's the playable version oh wow the camera's a whole issue on its own and their solution was three camera angles throughout the game i think if you did 3d boss them. fights in 3d open areas with enemies and then platforming just make it a 2d section like you walk in it's kind of locked in you know where to go like you could have cleaned this up a little bit too right so it was just they were yeah. a bit too but, ambitious yeah, and Konami struggled that even to the PlayStation yeah. era. Co. So there you go. Kind of what we're in for, but it is what it is. There you go. So there's our review of Castlevania 64. We kind of said we'd get to this point. Uh, do we need to play Legacy of Darkness for this game or for this this podcast? Eh, not really. I don't. I don't feel like I really care that much. Yeah, I don't think I'm messing a lot because kind of I hear this. It's just <laughs> the other two characters. I'm curious. What's the fourth the character story? though? You get a werewolf. What's the other person? I have no idea. Hmm. I did not look it up. Probably should have looked it up. Uh, I was just like, I got through this game. Great. What's it called? Legacy of Darkness. And it was like. Okay. So um, would you consider this like a game that we need to play? Or a game you just want to pick up and play personally? Because I think I'm just going to pick up and play that game personally. I, or like, I, I could see later this afternoon throwing on a movie play this for a little bit uh yeah and just kind of see what it's like I, I don't think i'm gonna get anything super uh old you know above and beyond that i'm like oh man we have to play this game or else we'll never know the full story because this doesn't even count into the castlevania timeline yeah it got writ- written out and the weird thing is about the the um death fight is he calls you belmont <laughs> mm. and you're like but he's not he's a reinhardt and you're like i get that he might be just referring to the the whip yeah. To the the lin to the li- or to the lineage, but it's also like I feel like the people who made this game were just so rushed, and I feel like maybe that game is a little bit more refined, but probably not gonna change our lives by playing it. Huh. Interesting. So, Leg- Legacy of Darkness' primary focus is a new story. It's a prequel to Carrie and Reinhardt's adventure in which Cornell explores new levels as well as redesigned levels from Castlevania. Levels from Castlevania that have not been dramatic- dramatically changed, such as the villa, are often navigated in a new or novel manner and feature different puzzles. Hmm. Neat. Oh, so it's the same game, and just new characters. You complete the game, you unlock Henry's quest, and he explores his own set of levels, new bosses. Many of them are redesigns from Castlevania. So, as an addendum, uh, th- this, these shows probably would have worked well as like two parts, a bookend for our Halloween. It wasn't good enough, in my opinion, to get us there. Right? Like, if this was a beyond, like, if this was Symphony of the Night, and then Symphony I had a prequel game. I'd say, absolutely, let's power through Symphony of the Night, and then we'll do the prequel game. Those are our two shows. I don't think this game is 
worthwhile playing all month. I had such a good time with Zombies Ate My Neighbors anyways, I would have been disappointed had we not got around to playing that. So, right. so would like here, would you rather play Legacy of Darkness or Ghoul Patrol? I would rather... Oof, I'd rather play Castlevania for the Genesis and Silent Hill. Yeah, me too. Okay, cool. I think that's what we'll do next year then. Yep. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, just to compare the two, it's like, mm. I think I'd rather play Ghoul Patrol. Yeah, I played Ghoul Patrol for a little bit. It's kind of like a easier, less chaotic version of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Not as cute, though. I didn't like the aesthetics. I don't know if I'd continue that game for that long. Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't have as cool shades. No. And just, like, the coloring. The coloring of that game is just... I turned it on the other day, and I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly the world I want to, like, be a part of, and this is where video games should take place, and, like... I want everything to be a fall evening where it's kind of dusk and Halloween. That's just the world. I want to live in Halloween Town. There you go. I said it. So uh, how about an are you buying it? Uh, I want to live in Halloween Town. Are you buying it? No. Uh, Although this entry has a lot of interesting elements that could make it for a solid survival horror entry, there just isn't enough positive to be had from the gameplay slash game design to make it a Podtendo play or make Potendo play the sequel. As a result, this entry goes down as one of the worst Castlevanias in the series. Maybe tied with Simon's Quest. Are you buying it? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to play the sequel. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe just personally, but um, yeah. And I, I guess, I guess, just by default, it kind of does fault. But the earlier entries of the Castlevania series are very strong. I'm looking at two PlayStation 2 games, and I'm being like, hmm, this won't stay the worst for long. I can almost guarantee it. Is that one bad? Because I got one for Christmas one year, and I remember playing it and like beating it or something. And was it was it not a good game? I I remember that one being grind like it was grindy, but also like repetitive. Yeah. And I remember there's something goofy about that game. And the, the, again, the camera wasn't great, but also maybe like. I heard Circle of the Moon wasn't great, but I had fun with it when I played it. So I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe this is the worst game, but it's still not terrible. No, not it's not it's not terrible. It may be one of the worst in the series, just because the series is pretty good overall, right? Like there's some like landmark standout games, and I'm like, man, this game is freaking amazing. Uh, this just doesn't have those those meats, right? And it kind of does a little too much. And ambition. What we found mostly this year, I think, is ambition kills when you're a little bit too ambition. If you don't have the complete follow-through, it's no bueno. No bueno. Uh, but yeah. that wraps up a review on the show. Oh, we passed our timeline. So now we have to do something different for Halloween. <laughs> How spooktacular. Uh, we still have a whole cultural significance to get through. So as we burn the candles, burn up our playtime, uh, any final thoughts on Castlevania before we move to cultural significance? Uh, no. I This definitely a franchise we're going to keep coming back to. Um, yeah. And I think that it's a Castlevania game, and I mean most like most Castlevania games are pretty spectacular. So if you haven't played this one, definitely give it a shot because I think I appreciate it more from playing it. I always kind of had this bitter resentment towards it because I never beat it as a kid, and I maybe got it as a gift as a kid, and I just like struggled with it. But I was like, I want to play this and get good because I like it, like the aesthetics. But so it was nice to kind of like finally wrap it and have some help. I, th- playing this game without a guide would be darn near impossible. Yeah. So save states, guides, and take your time. Don't don't rush your way through it. And have some fun. Sweet, cool. So on to cultural significance. Uh, do I have any final thoughts? Yeah, kind of just Tyson sentiments. It's all right. It's fine. Uh, it's kind of 
It's a good entry. Could be a little bit more survival horror-y. Uh, it is a little too arcade-y for my liking. The fact you can just, like, buy supplies, I was like, eh, that kind of, like, wrecks it a little bit, right? Like, you should have limited health supplies, not just unlimited. I mean, I guess you get penalized with a boss, but I don't know if it's worth it. Well, anyways, on to cultural significance. In the section, <laughs> did someone finally edit the notes? Oh, my goodness. We look at game design, the lore inspirations, turning points, interesting stories. We talk about how this game relates, give other examples, and we tie it all back together in the end. What does turning points mean? Uh, I'm assuming, like, cha- like big changes. Oh, okay. Like su- like the Super Mario Brothers movie, like that getting launched. Okay, or like, like the jump from 2D to 3D. I see what I was doing. So this game is monumental as being one of the original, the OG game series that made a jump from 2D to 3D. Let's see how it stacks up to other of these genres. So we have from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario 64. Hmm. You know, Super Mario Brothers does like nail a franchise. Yeah. But but Super Mario sixty four like was the first three <sighs> D platformer that like worked and mm. made every like gave everybody a template to be like so you, the Jack and Daxters of the world, right, the right. Ratchet and Clanks, all those games basically like exist because Nintendo nailed Mario sixty four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I wouldn't say that this is as monumental, but like in terms, again, what what does the original Castlevania and Castlevania for then sixty or then sixty four like? Do they do they compare? You know, like they have kind of the awkward gameplay. They're tricky. They have bosses. Oh, okay, neat. Uh, how about Zelda, the original uh, Legend of Zelda on the NES versus Ocarina of Time? Their big foray. Uh, you had massive worlds, big level design. Uh, more of an in-depth story. I think they kind of took the step up. Uh, and I don't know if Castlevania... It kind of does this. If the camera was better, right? It's a damn camera in this game. But, like, Ocarina of Time is also a... Mon- we spent a whole year talking about that game. So, this this only got a 50-minute episode. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Castlevania 3D really struggled to translate for the longest time. Like, the games weren't... Everybody like it didn't blow everybody socks off until like Lords of Shadow. Mm-hmm. I think it was on the mm-hmm. PS3 and Xbox. Um, yeah, and I feel like it just it kind of like lost a bit of its shine. But like going back and playing it, kind of accepting for what it is. I think it's like, supposed to be why these games are great and not compared to Castlevania. So maybe that's where we're missing a little bit of the mark. Uh, any comments on Zelda? Ah, uh, it it. I mean, uh, Ocarina of Time nailed it. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's pretty uh, pretty spectacular. GTA, so. so an over-the-head top kind of random arcade shooter two, Grand Theft Auto three, which was a big leap into the three D world uh, and gave you just a sandbox where you could just be a dick. Yep, yep, and it was kind of just a life simulator. I guess maybe taught a lot of us kids how to drive. That's it. Instead of that top-down, yeah, blurry version. Hundred percent. I, I still drive just like I'm in Grand Theft Auto three today. Uh, how about the original Metroid? This isolating two D janky control to metroid prime uh a very beautiful game it holds up today if you looked up footage or you had an old gamecube and you threw it on you'd be like wow this world looks amazing uh it's still kind of isolating uh, i never beat it it's kind of one of those games i'm like interested to get into like i'm like hmm, metroid prime is kind of fun uh saving some of the little mm-hmm. mysteries uh but the big step now that was also years in between like when did metroid prime come out 2001 when was your metroid 80 
586. That was 15 years. It's a big, big chunk of change, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like, I just think of the music, like Metroid's music's so classic, mm-hmm. but it's very minimalist because they had like 16 little beeps and boops to work with. And then like Metroid Prime has like some of the most like timeless, mm-hmm. awesome, like, like music that's like very otherworldly and it just, but it's very, yeah, it's ne- next gens, next gens, next gen. That's such a step up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, how about Metal Gear? So the tactical espionage game where you're a little guy going into a base to stop a nuclear launching robot to Metal Gear Solid. You're a little guy who's invading a base to stop a nuclear launching robots, but with 11 extra hours of story. Yeah, and I think just show that's the the kick ticket right there is the narrative. It's just a, such a narrative step up. Yeah. It was like playing a movie as a kid. Oh, we, I so. mean, we we talked about it. Right? We jumped from Metal Gear to that, and just the the, the step in the stage, and like, it still holds up. Metal Gear Solid, still still fine fine fun game yeah. today right so it was one of those good ones uh these ones i know nothing about but i wrote them because maybe you know something so the original warcraft to warcraft 3 um original warcraft was pretty i, I don't well i don't have a lot of familiarity with it because i mostly started playing after two and three ones kind of was even hard to find for a while i think but warcraft 3 like established what an rts kind of should work like mm. and it was just a lot of fun, um, and I guess because of that, Dota fell out of it, and uh, now we have a whole MOBA esports team or like thing. So it's just that's the next progression. It's kind of, but all kind of stems back to that original game of Warcraft. I think it's Orcs and Humans, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Nice. Okay, and then finally, uh, Tyson might have some knowledge on this StarCraft to StarCraft Two. Yes, well, I I spent many a probably over a decade and counting playing StarCraft Two, so or, or StarCraft games, not just two. I think it's only like seven years with StarCraft Two or whatever it was. But anyways, this was one of those games when I first started PC playing. I like fell in love with because StarCraft is like like xenomorphs and aliens and humans and futuristic worlds, and there's this whole story that goes along with it in the it's this creepy overworld. I remember booting it up and being like just like oh this is too scary i'm gonna turn this off i'm scared <laughs> and before i even like started the game and then i like okay no i'll, I'll play this and i sat down and played it and it, it's got a really fun story and it i i like i love it and i fell in love with it and then starcraft 2 came out and i played all the campaigns but it was such like starcraft 2 is still the preeminent rts like there's no other rts's left playing competitively it's just starcraft 2 nowadays i think starcraft 1 is now like it i guess starcraft 1 is now played competitively but it was dead for a long long time and since we don't have a starcraft 3 or another rts game it's like these games will keep getting played because people love love them some rts and just it, it's one of those things where like most people in like pro gaming or esports kind of look at rts gamers like starcraft and StarCraft 2 specifically, it's like all those pro gamers are now like coaches of Overwatch teams or Call of Duty teams or Valorant or Unvalorant and or overlooking whole organizations and League of Legends. Like those pros all stem from StarCraft, and because that game is mechanically like very difficult, but is just like the fundamentals of 
what you need to do in so many games and all just like really is the same mechanics but they just apply it differently hmm. so it's very cool i should have used that time to run and grab a drink of water but very insightful stuff uh i i, I know. sorry you got me talk about starcraft oh, too I, I mean i wrote it down specifically because i was like oh tyson gush for a little bit here because you just have your my voice all the time and i sound sick you don't want that uh, so but i honestly believe uh, as we kind of went through all those entries this is a pretty good job like Castlevania 64 just kind of translated from 2D to 3D. Like, controls are a bit delayed and feel clunky, just like the original, right? Enemies come at you in patterns. Uh, learning those patterns will be your key to survival, just like the original. The game is broken into areas with boss fights uh, and classic horror villains, just like the original, right? Can be unforgiving, just like the just original. Just like the original. Like, they do a pretty good job. But what would a cultural significance be if we didn't have some type of game to play? I didn't do a battle royale. We, we we lost the hack, but we're back playing some type of game. However, instead of an action platformer, just like the original, they made more of a survival horror game. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Uh, you have to set you have set save points, limited items, and the screen transitions is a dead giveaway to their inspiration. Every time you go through a door, what happens? They do a close up of the door opening, and then you move into the next area. It's a cheat. They get that little extra time for a loading screen, but it reminds us of one of the greatest survival horror series, Resident Evil. Uh, so I think of Resident Evil uh, in way different... Fr- I do think Resident Evil is way different from this game. This game does uh, does steal a lot from what makes Resident Evil a great series. Let's play a game I make. Oh my goodness, this is not written well is it uh let's put castlevania 64 up against revel resident evil's transition from 2d to 3d i know technically it was always in 3d but there was kind of like a major graphics upgrade uh and changing gameplay during resident evil 4 and i think it'd be fun so we're comparing castlevania 64 versus resident evil 4 in a game we're gonna call what is the better survival horror? So most of these loosely fit the trans or the the, the term, the definition, as it were, uh, survival horror. So we're gonna see what happens. So I've got five categories. You need three to win. Good luck, competitors. Tyson, you can be the deciding factor. I'm just the judge, and no, I'm like I'm not the judge. You're the judge. Who am I? The lawyer? Uh, are you? I guess you're just the uh, administrator of this. Am I the bailiff? Or- are you the host? I'm, I'm the host of this court, and you're the judge. Okay, cool. So we've got our two competitors. Tyson, <laughs> have you ever played Castle or Resident Evil 4? Uh, I have. Okay, and you've played Castlevania 64. I have. All right, so how many numbers greater is Castlevania 64 to Resident Evil 4? How many numbers greater <laughs> is Resident Evil 4 to the six, Castlevania 64? Yes. Um. But what's my scale? Is it just a one to ten? Well, no, like if you if you if you minus the number at the end of each of them, how much how many numbers is it? <laughs> are you are you are you asking me to give give Castlevania sixty points? Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, as you've seen, the judge clearly just stated that Castlevania is sixty points greater than Resident Evil Four. So, Resident Evil fans, remember that Tyson said that on this podcast. Anyways, uh, the actual categories. Uh, so we're gonna start with disempowerment. So, one of the most important parts. Uh, the survival horror game is you have to feel like you're outclassed, you're undermatched, you're not at full strength yet. Which game does that better, Resident Evil Four or Castlevania? Um, well, Resident Evil Four gives you shotguns and sniper rifles mm-hmm. and a guy that's trying to sell you stuff and let you upgrade it, so you don't really feel 
disempowered. Okay. Uh, you get disemboweled yep. um, when your head gets chopped off. Yep, that happens. But that's not the say that's not the same category. And in Castlevania sixty four, <laughs> I have a crappy whip that sucks, mm-hmm. and my enemies have motorcycles, and they can run at me from blind corners with uh, kegs of TNT strapped to them. Yes. And I have a whip. Yes. Um, so I'm going to, have to go with Castlevania 64. You definitely feel, I, I, I would agree. That one definitely is a little more in disempowering. Uh, how about isolating? So you want to feel like you're alone. There's no one to turn to. You can't just find a friend uh, around every corner that's going to sell you items. So which of those two games, you maybe don't have a companion, you feel a little bit more isolated in. Resident Evil 4. This is called Resident Evil versus Castlevania. Well, this is a tough I category. Think... Like I, I, I will throw this out there before Dyson starts. This is a tough category. It is, it is. Uh, Resident Evil Four, though, is uh, you do have a, a, a what's a, no, Ashley? Ashley mm-hmm. follows you around. Yep. You got salesman buddy. You got a, cha- uh, a chainsaw guy that just wants to be your friend constantly. Um, there's a bunch of these lovely fellows that are always throwing you helpful beers, but you can't catch them, and they always blow up all over you. It's awful. Um, or they'll throw you ha- helpful hatchets. Whereas in Castlevania 64, sometimes I just look around and all I see is gray. Just a gray wall yeah. just staring at me. Not a lot so. of color. So there you go. No. I got to go with Castlevania 64. Oh and I have like three. And I, at the end of the day, by like Reinhardt's uh, campaign, I think he talks with like six people. True. And at, at one point, I don't even hear the guy's voice. Just some text shows up below where, where he's standing. Really, and, and, I'm forced and to if it wasn't it. for Vincent, you wouldn't win this game anyway. So really, there's you, you have all. Oh wait, that's that's a point against Castle. Anyway, so there you go. Ding ding. Two points for Castlevania. How about the tension? So it needs to be able to feel the tension, the crunch as you're playing, uh, and you're you're scared to make a move. Which of these games has better tension? Um, ooh, this is this is tricky because it's up against it's Castlevania 64's platforming mm. versus Resident Evil uh, 4's threats of enemies. Whereas when you're when alarm bells are going off and you, swarms coming down on you and the chainsaw guys ripping off the stuff from the windows, you're panicking and you're like, I don't know how to handle this right now. Um, whereas Castlevania 64, you're just standing there by yourself, watching that 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 platform slowly drift in front of you, and you just have to hope. You just have to hope this, that this, that, <laughs> this jump will the, be the jump that gets me to that platform. And then only after that do you have to make another jump, and then another jump, and then another jump. And honestly, you're going to fail it. Yeah. You are, because Reinhardt does not want to grab onto that stupid ledge, even though he's, like, right there. Yeah, it's not good. So, you know what? I uh, I kind of got want to go with Castlevania on this one, but just to keep it competitive, I'm going to give the edge to Resident Evil 4. Because at the end of the game, that that's all tension. Yeah, knowing knowing the knowing the the categories, I might have switched maybe in the isolation. I don't know. It was tough. I I, I know what you're doing. It's fine. Okay, fear. So you need to be fear. Which of these games has the greater sense that you know made you made you fearful? Next time you went into your basement, and you were thinking about this game in kind of a horror sense. So which which game is scarier, Resident Evil Four or Castlevania? Well, you know what, uh, hearing. Uh, the people in Resident Evil coming for you is just terrifying. And in Castlevania 64, I fought death and I ran towards him with my crappy whip and I whooped him. Yeah. So I don't 
really get that sense of fear. I think from you can break it down as just the two instances that we have a chainsaw. You have a chainsaw man chasing around a maze, and you're like, well, this is obnoxious. Okay. Versus the first time I saw the chainsaw guy and he chops your head off, I was shook. Like, I had to stop and I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I hated it. And you're right. That sense of tension and fear that you get and just running constantly from what was his name, Mr. Salvador or something like that. It's a good, yeah. good, good, good feeling. So, is that a point for Resident Evil? Yeah, I think that's a point for Resident Evil. I will give, you know, get like, don't, I'll tip of that tip of the hat to uh, trying to open doors in a panicked state. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, it's, you got to go with like, when you get your head chopped off for the first time or, or crushed by the boulder, mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, what? Oh, and those things that are like the, those like those weird pokey guys and you have to like shoot them with like the X. Oh yeah. Like fallen angels they're or whatever they're creepy. called. They're something angels. Yeah. And the final category, yeah. you, you can't relate to a game unless you have a character who's, who's witty, who's fun, who makes you kind of want to keep playing. Cause you want to see him succeed. So of these two characters, the, the silent, Staring at the wall, can't make a jump. Reinhardt, the 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 lock on magic girl, or Mister Leon Kennedy. Well, you know, Reinhardt is obsessed with this girl that seems mm-hmm. to have never met him mm-hmm. a day in his life, and he kind of just starts simping all over her because she has a nice, pretty dress and that nice, ghostly, dead per uh, <laughs> uh, complexion. And I, I think that <laughs> our other hero, Leon, is getting hit on while just trying to save this poor girl. And he's an absolute gentleman and a scholar and has a good haircut, a fun jacket, and a kick-ass gun. There you go. So I, I a thousand percent got to go with my, my, my boy, Leon. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, every, even... Everybody wanted to be Leon for the longest time. It was like he's he's the hero. Oh yes, with screw, you. Screw the red field. That's all about Leon. He does kind of take over the series a little bit at this point, and you're like, yeah, he's definitely the better character, and good for him. He stepped into a game where he was second fiddle to Claire, and he took over. So excellent, nice neat way to take the rock, run with it. Closer than I thought uh, when I first put it together. That, I did kind of want that, you to say that this is a better survival horror game than Resident Evil Four, because I thought that'd be funny. But I also understand that you have common sense, so you didn't fall for my trap. Well, I was thinking about I was leaning there with like the tension and everything. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to give it the, the the win right here. I have to kind of like yeah. make this competitive. I appreciate it. Man after my own heart. There you go. So that, that ends our scary, spooky foray into games. And again, rekindled. I'm, I've been happy with these two games. I'm looking forward to our next batch of Mario games. Uh, we're back on actual Halloween. we got a bit of a quick special coming at you guys. Uh, then, yeah, we got some Mario games into December already. And then we're into the new year playing James Bond. It's exciting stuff. Uh, did we miss anything? Uh, no, okay. I don't think so. We kind we 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 were trying to be like pretty efficient, but then the game happened and we just had some fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a good it's an okay game. I definitely think that if you f- feel that you've overlooked this game and mm-hmm. you've kind of been interested, go back and play it. It's not as painful as you truly remember it being. Because I mean. Just be patient with it. Don't if when if you die of like ten times in a row in a specific spot, just take a step away. Go to a turn you need to go do. Play it tomorrow. It's like, it's all of those games where you need to rush your way through. And I think that we definitely didn't have patience as kids. No, 
and that was a good time to go back and kind of with a wish of pay with better like hand-eye coordination and patience you can do a lot so nice sweet check it out sweet yo yeah no i agree eh, not horrendous like don't go in expecting you're gonna beat it you may not get past the nitro area it's kind of tough and uh that's it so cool with that uh see you guys back on one more spooky episode and then we're out for a bit well until the next episode anyways bye (laughs) 